Hello and welcome to Portrait Cast episode 20. As always, I'm Rick. On this edition of the podcast, I present part two of the Comic-Con Roundtable interviews held in the FX press room with the cast of the show Wilfred. These interviews took place in July 2011. Presented first is the interview with Elijah Wood, which is bookended with my taking portraits of him and us discussing Polaroid and the Impossible Project, followed by the interview with Wilfred himself, Jason Gann. You can watch Season 1 of Wilfred online at fxnetworks.com, as well as on hulu.com and on-demand through your cable provider, providing your cable provider provides on-demand. And now, without further ado, here are the roundtable interviews with Elijah Wood and Jason Gann. Enjoy. I'm using um, the Impossible Project stuff. As yeah, well. they're great. Can you sign for me? Cheers. I love Impossible Project. Yeah, they, they've got that new color stuff, but it comes out a little blue still. still it working. does. Yeah, it is a little blue. So, what did you think when you first saw the super? Had you seen the Australian show anywhere? I saw the Australian show the first time after I read the script for this. Um, I'd never heard of the show, got the script, and then immediately went onto YouTube and looked up clips of the show. And it kind of framed what I was reading to give me a sense of the kind of show that it, it was. Um, I just fell in love with it. Did you ever think you were like crazy for doing the show? A guy just no, I was in love. I was so on board, kind of immediately. And, and once I sat down with David, I don't know if you guys have talked to him yet. Um, and David was able to tell me kind of where the show went beyond the pilot and what was going to happen to the characters. I just fell in love with it even more. It, it's so, um, it's kind of an inexplicable show. It's not the easiest show to describe. The fact that, that we were doing it on FX, we kind of knew that we'd have the, the creative freedom to make the show that we wanted to make. So it was just an exciting prospect to work on a, a very bizarre, very funny cable show. And I, I'm also a real fan of Harvey, so I love the idea that there's this sort of imaginary character that nobody else can see but the main character, and we as an audience sort of see that character too, and it's just such an interesting concept. So are you a fan of actually been able to sit down at home and watch an episode yet. No, because I've been traveling around. <laughs> so every single Thursday I've been away and I haven't watched an episode. I've seen, uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen most of the first three, I think. Good. <laughs> Great, thanks. So are you a pet owner and do you talk to your dogs? I don't have a dog now. I mean, I grew up with dogs. I think every owner, every pet owner can relate to humanizing their dog, you know. A, do, a dog ceases to be a, a dog to you when he's a part of your family, it becomes a family member. And you, put, you, you attribute human characteristics to the dog. We don't all talk to our dogs in a sort of, you know, conversation back and forth way. You don't? I mean... <laughs> okay. 
How have you found the pace of television to compare with what you've done, like with Lord of the Rings, with the, I mean, obviously a grueling kind of movie sure. pace, but I mean, you've been in the industry for a while, but you've mostly done movies. Yeah. What is TV switching to TV? Faster. It's so much faster. I mean, we shot, mm, uh, I don't know, it's more complicated than that. It's it's just fast. It's, you know, we shot 13 episodes in, in, in 10 weeks. Right. Um, so there's no downtime. What was complicated about that is this show is predominantly dialogue. So we would do somewhere between six and eight pages a day, sometimes ten pages. How do you memorize all that? Well, exactly. So that becomes the problem. Um, because even if you, if, you memor- if you try and memorize everything the night before, you, know, you basically, from, from the end of shooting until the next morning, you have 12 hours, right? 12-hour turnaround. And in that span of time, it's like I would have just enough time to get home, have dinner, read through the next day's work a bunch of times, watch a little TV and go to sleep. So try, it was, it, I got very used to it. Yeah. I just became, you know, we, I would get my sides in the morning and we'd sort of rehearse each individual scene and we, I felt like I was almost catching up with myself as we went through the day. But I got used to it. I, I actually really enjoyed that You're process. in almost every yeah. shot. So. <laughs> there was one day that I came in late. Um, it was the day that Ed Helms was working and they were doing all of the dream sequence stuff for the Doggy Daycare episode. And that was the, the only day that I, w- I had a later call than anyone else. You said you, you watch TV, what do you use? Two minutes. Um, the shows that I'm a fan of, well, I just watched Game of Thrones, which blew my mind. Uh, I love Mad Men. I think Breaking Bad's one of the best shows ever. <laughs> ever. Um, plus, I also watch movies and stuff at home. So, are you good with the help? Oh, I'm sorry. Since we're at Comic Con, I have to ask you, what are you most looking forward to in terms of the acting first topic movie? And are you going to check out Peter Jackson's panel tomorrow with I'm very excited. Yeah, I hope I hope so. Um, what time is that tomorrow? It's at 11 o'clock. Yeah. 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll have to make myself over. I have to uh, make my way over here. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about the Hobbit. Very excited. I don't know what I'm most excited for. I think I'm I'm excited to see what they've. I mean, I've read the first script. I haven't read the second one, but I think what they've done is really exciting. And um, yeah, I mean, you'll 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 you've seen in the 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 little production diaries, right? Yeah. yeah. They're amazing, and the access that they're giving is extraordinary. And Peter's really excited, and he's in a really wonderful place right now. And I think everyone that's making it is really excited, and they feel like. It's 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 certainly related to the world that they've done before, but it's also very different. They've got all these dwarves this time around. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 as excited as anyone else. Aren't you doing the first one? Yes. Is that already done? No. Yeah. This this year has been pretty interesting for you with Wilfred, and you're going back to film uh, the bookends essentially for The Hobbit as Frodo. And uh, something that I really loved was you as Ad Rock in the Beastie Boys. Oh, video. cool! Yeah, it was amazing. But how do you choose, or what do you look for? When you're when you're picking these roles, because you've always done kind of really interesting movies, and, and you've, you've chosen some some cool things. Thanks. I'm always just looking for something that I respond to on a gut level, and that things that are different, you know, and unique, both experientially, but also in terms of the content and and what 
challenges I can find as an actor. I mean, the Beastie Boys thing is a great example, but it, that was also something where I was asked if I would do it and I could never pass up an opportunity like that. Um, that was a total gift of an experience. But yeah, I think, I, I, um, I don't know, I love a multifaceted life. I, I love different kinds of creative endeavors um, and and that counts for you know short films and movies and TV you know all these things but then I also love photography and yeah. music and you know. right. sure I'd be remiss if I didn't take a picture with Paul with uh, impossible Comics. cool yeah yeah do it okay behind this one for me also it's the uh, the black frame oh I love the black frame dude Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This is a lot. Get my hair right. All right. How do you? Well, just start. Uh, how do you see the um, being? You were in the Australian version as well. What are the differences that you you are taking in from, from this American version? Well, for a start, it's it's such a different show. This show really is about the character Ryan. It's called Wilfred, but and Wilfred drives each story. But it's really about this guy and what's going on in his life. In the Australian version, it wasn't that. It was just the relationship between a guy and a dog. Um, and, it, and he's heard him speak, but we didn't really address it. In this show, we really, we, we really pry into that, try and work out what's going on. And, we, and it could be either. I mean, um, in the writer's room, when David and I are battling it out like we worked I, I think Wolf is real to me he's real I need I need for him to be real for me to play him in Wilford's world he's real and uh, and and I kind of like that kind of magic element to him like this this could really happen and listening to a lot of fans or reading a lot of fans stuff they write they're like I want a Wilfred I want a Wilfred I want my dog I want to smoke bongs with my dog I want them to say that I'm like do you really you really want that um, but also there's the suggestion of some sort of mental illness that we don't go into what it is I would I would press David and say alright what's he got what's he got he said well we don't want to say I'm saying it's schizophrenia I, mean, I, I actually wanted to go into see a psychiatrist before the show came out and told him like pretend like said to him well this is what's happening my my dog talks to my next door neighbor's dog and see what he diagnosed me with it's probably too late now if I heard the show but um but you know we we kind of vague in that um that's our poetic license but it's it's fun to play with the reality what's going on and, and we really do twist and turn I mean it's as dense as you know lost or something with where we take the show yeah. and and I think that we, we love staying like one step ahead of our audience so as soon as someone thinks they know where the show's going like someone said uh, like I read someone said oh, I get it right uh, like the dog always screws him over at the end of the episode yeah and it's like no, you know, so I'm looking forward to seeing people's response as the show goes along. Is it was that one answer? Yeah. yeah. Exhausted. So is this the first project that you filmed here in the U.S. and what um, was your biggest culture shock coming over here? 
having my car impounded. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that kind of wasn't much fun, you know, like I, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I... Parking tickets? No, I crossed the double, uh, like... Whether anyone wants to print this or is interested, but you can drive with an Australian license. But if you've got a car registered in your name, you must have a California license. So I actually was driving without a California license. So, and I had to like they just took it straight in, and I couldn't get it out until I had my California license. And because I was shooting Wilfred, I couldn't. So it cost me fifteen hundred dollars to get out. I was in there for a month. That was a culture shock. But hello. But um, I'll tell you something that's more relevant, it's culture shock. Um, when, I, when, when we were testing for the Ryan character, and there was three final contestants, Elijah of which was one, and I, I was in the suit. I, I, I wanted to give the actors the best chance to, to play off them. And, and so I was sitting in, in the, the Twin Towers in Century City, uh, the Prospect Park's office, and I'm looking out behind a, a row of producers, like some big television people. And I'm just looking at Elijah Wood, and I'm looking out over Hollywood, and I'm just, the, this is a moment I will never forget. This is ridiculous. This is a bad joke gone too far. That's what, that's what Wilfred was. You know, it was just a short film, it was a joke, and, and ten years later almost, I'm here. So are you a dog lover? Do you have dogs? <laughs> no, I don't have dogs. <laughs> I don't want a dog. You see what I think of dogs. Um, no, Wilfred's my dog. It really feels like he is, and um, and I've I've had dogs, but um, no, I, I have cats because they're just so much easier to do. Dogs are like more responsibility than kids. At least a kid you can send off to its mother's. A dog? Great. But for how long? You just got to keep taking food in there. With the kid, you can just send it to the mums, and it just stays there. <laughs> Because obviously I'm not going to be with them, Mark. <laughs> Four. No. <laughs> how do you deal with that over long days of like... Look, people say, how hot is it? How uncomfortable is it? And I say, it's as hot and uncomfortable as it looks. Which, look, I tell you, there are times when it's, when it's good, when it's really cold, as it did tend to get in Venice at night. People are rugged up, freezing. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. And I'm feeling it for some reason. But, you know, there's, there's times when it's hot. But I've got this kind of cool look where I take the suit, I'll tie the arms around, put my cap on, and wear a wife beater. And, that's, and it's, I kind of look like a sexy fireman. Have you seen all but the Wilfreds going around uh, Comic-Con? Yeah, I had a photo with them before. Yeah, that, yeah, their suits are better than mine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but I like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like um, when there's Superman suits, when kids buy Superman suits, I think it's it's necessary that the legs go straight down, underpants, and they always look like ridiculously inferior to the original suit. And But with Wilfred, because the suit's so bad, yeah. and I want it to be bad, I think it's good that the impersonated suits are better than Wilfred. No one can make a suit as bad as we can. <laughs> so I, do you I, think I, about I, costume I before you take your next role? A what? Do you think about costuming before you take your next role? Yeah. I mean, look, that was why I resisted at first. 
because but I, I, I realised I had to find a, fun, a way to enjoy it but now there's so much love for the character of Wilfred that and I'm a Wilfred fan I know once I just get in that thing and, and shoot it for a certain amount of time it's going to be over soon and now that I watch I'm a fan and I watch it I don't see me you know I see Wilfred and it's all worth it so yeah I'll do it again is there any room in the show for any other characters to have a Wilfred of their own you have to wait I hope you enjoyed the interviews. It was really fun to participate in them, and I am ever grateful to FX for the opportunity. Since these interviews were conducted, the project Elijah mentioned working on with the Impossible Project has been announced. You can check it out by Googling or Binging or Yahooing Ace Hotel and Impossible Project. A friend of mine, Devin Turnbull, was also involved in it, so definitely check it out. That's it for this time. Remember to watch or rewatch Wilfred on fxnetworks.com or get the DVD when it's released. It's a very cool, fun, and intriguing show, and I hope you, like me, like it. Until next time, this is Rick saying goodbye forever. <laughs>